Time is running out for the planet Earth. It's impervious to all voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. Fun, fun, fun! Yes, that's nice. Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's very important. It does not go you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Shell Inherit. I'm Daniel Pickett. I am Jason Lindsay. And, uh, you know, another... Fe- We're in February now. February. How do you say it? What was the last time we recorded? January. Well, that... Okay, that makes sense. But it was, what has it been, like three weeks, four weeks? I think three-ish weeks, yes. I literally, there's no way I could I could cover everything that I've watched or seen or <laughs> read or smelled since then. In, in that, that gap of in time? In that gap of time. Like, I was trying to think of all, like, the movies or TV bits or series, you know, the Netflix um, binging and all that stuff. Right. My goodness, it's like... Never ending, and then That's because true. we we you know there's this span of time, I don't remember what the hell we talked about. <laughs> you can go back uh, to our last outline though, or listen to the episode. Oh, would it would it kill you? Always... Kill you to go back and listen to an episode? I probably should to get some pointers. <laughs> It'd probably be a better show if I did listen to it now and then. That's right. Yeah, which is we're we're in and we're out, and it's dead to us at that point. Well, speaking of in and out, this is. Uh, I have no idea where you're going with it. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna make a Valentine's Day segue. Hey, go! But um, uh, more importantly, uh, Toy Fair, New York Toy Fair, is right around the corner. By the time yes. this goes up, it's probably happening. And as we just discussed, you've been going since the year two thousand. Yeah. Uh, uh, every year. And it's a big deal, so we're going to kick off what we're excited about. I think we can. it's safe to say we're probably both excited about the same thing. I'm absolutely excited about it. I get excited about it every year. All the, all the new exciting reveals, uh, you know, getting your mitts on stuff, getting to see. There's always surprises, uh, and it's good catching up with, with the folks, not just the toy makers, but, like, the other press. Uh, it's just a, a grand old time, and, and God willing, the weather holds out. Now, what um, if you had to say in a nutshell, what what's one of the biggest changes that you've seen over the, since two thousand with this? Well, uh, I think the biggest one is that the whole thing takes place in the Javits Center. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, uh, there were the two toy buildings, which were down by the Flatiron Building. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember the first probably. Five or six years I went, I never went to the Javits Center. It was, it was that place far away that had you know like costumes and dolls and mm-hmm. and, and, and you know all that sort of thing. And but none of the the action figure companies would show there. So uh, once they closed those down, they turned them all into condos. Everything basically moved to Javits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were there were a couple of. Like Hasbro had its own showroom in another building around the corner. Mattel had the whole downstairs of another building. Uh, so there was there was a couple of things around, but it was all just right down there by the Flatiron Building. And uh, yeah, everything is in Javits now. So that that's a the biggest change I would say. But don't you think that you know uh, 
I mean, we could every now and then you, you see pictures online of like you know, Toy Fair 1981 or you know the mid 70s and you know Lee Major shows up or whatever. Like, isn't it? It's always been a big deal. You know, it's it's always been a thing. It's always been it's always been a big deal. But wouldn't you say that that would you say that it's become more of a you know, I, I I always struggle with this because I feel like like Comic Con has become, you know, the the Cannes Film Festival of, you know, geekdom and and toy companies showing stuff. And is 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 Toy Fair as relevant as it was ten years ago? Is do you see Comic Con like overshadowing it with, you know, reveals and things like that? Or is Toy Fair still as as relevant? Uh, I I would I would say it is not as relevant as before. You're you're absolutely right. Toy companies and also because of the internet, mm-hmm. you know they can do reveals year around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to wait for these these big events. So uh, yeah, and and really, you've been to this. Mm-hmm. It, the the action figure collector world is just a fraction of it. You know maybe a twentieth of the show. Uh, and it really is, you know, it's, it's a trade show, so it's not a convention. Mm-hmm. So not everyone can get in. And the, the main thrust of it is for everyone trying to get their product into stores. And whether that's Walmart or the mom and pop hobby shop mm-hmm. uh, or Seven Eleven or, or whatever, you know, the, the main thrust of it is still, we're trying to get our product in front of as many people as possible to get it, you know, either manufactured or on store shelves. And that gives it a completely different energy than like a comic con. That's everyone's just there celebrating stuff. Right. This, this is literally the, you know, the, the lifeblood of these people. This, this is what's going to affect their, their year and their ability to put food on their family's tables. Right. And it's, it's a very strange energy. And even going as press, uh, it can be a bit strange as you walk through, the whole, you know, upstairs and downstairs, because if they see your press badge, a lot of people are like, hey, hey, come, you know, they just want to get the word out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it doesn't pertain to what I do, you know, on Action Figure Insider, it's sort of like, that's great, but, you know, no, thank you. That doesn't really fit into what we cover. Right. And, you know, that that's that's tough, but, uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, lot, it's not of, the same. There's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of companies. There's There's one-offs. There's people that have their own... It's their first time there and, you know, they're trying to, you know, launch something. But it is, I mean, you know, between the Internet and, you know, uh, Kickstarter and, you know, the way information is is spread around. I mean, I remember, I mean, you know, I remember things like, you know, the Tomar. Is the Tomar magazine still going? Uh, I think Tomar's is, but Lee's is not. Because those were the two before, yeah. before Toy Fair magazine you know, absolutely yeah. became a monthly thing, but it was like you know, like you say, you go back to the mid '90s or whatever it is. Like that was, that was your first glimpse of anything. Yeah, you know, in in like a tome art, like the event happens, the pictures are, are are taken, the magazines put together, and a month later you get the news. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now, well, it, it actually kind of yeah, it, it came out over the the next three months usually because they that's right could it all into one magazine that's right yeah and now like you were saying about you know comic-con you you can snap pictures and you know put it up on afi like instantaneously 
yeah. and there's the the you know the information. But it's nice to hear that you still get you know as as much of a, a buzz out of that 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 instant gratification of the internet hasn't diminished you know the reveal for you or like the you know seeing it for the first time or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, that's fun. So when do you, when are you, you leave Friday? So yeah, we leave Friday. The the show typically all these years has started on a Sunday. Uh, Hasbro would always do their thing on the Saturday before, uh, because they didn't, you know, they were trying to run the press through before their buyers and stuff came in. But this year for the first time, Toy Fair starts on Saturday. So the Hasbro thing is also on Saturday. So we're all going to have to like run off site and do the Hasbro thing and then run back and, and take more pictures. But there, there's a lot of places doing big press, you know, sort of junkets, you know, where they're inviting everyone at the same time mm-hmm. to kind of get it all out of the way instead of doing individual appointments. So those there, first... was the, what was the conflict? That's the major conflict, right? There's a Hasbro thing and a Mattel thing at the same time or something. Mattel did move there. Oh, they did. Uh, originally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they blinked, huh? Yeah. They did, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, they just, they thought Hasbro's was at a different time. I think they were looking at it, you know, in a different time zone. And, and they were like, oh, well, yeah, that's not going to work. So mm. they moved there to the next day. But th- those first two days, Saturday and Sunday, I mean, it is wall-to-wall appointments with barely time to catch lunch. Right. And it's going to be bananas. Some, you know, for the for the the... <laughs> With the folks following along at home, yes. tell them what that, you know, what that sort of means. Like, what, what do you, what do you, you know, I mean, probably a lot of people listening don't really know. They know that you're pressed. They know that you're snapping pictures and stuff and getting the info out there on AFI. But tell us what, you know, Saturday looks like for you. Like, what, what, what those appointments consist of. What are you, what are you doing? Well, the toughest one is, is the first thing Saturday morning, Lego always does their appointment before the show even opens. They get special permission to be able to bring people in to their showroom before the show is open. So you have to, you, you get these credentials. They're only allowing one person per uh, media outlet. They're checking the media outlet for, you know, how big a site you are and how many readers you have. And they give you your credential. You meet their person on the sidewalk. They get you together as a group and they take you inside at 7 a.m. But can you just uh, 7 a.m. for me? I have one question. Yes. Why? Why what? What what, what is the point of 7 a.m.? Why, why do they do? Why do they do that? What what's the point? That is so that the rest of the time their actual show is spent with buyers, not right. having to deal with each of these press outlets. Right. Got it. So, so you get them you, all in at once. So you go, you're at this, you're there at 7 a.m. for this thing, and what what are you what are you doing? But for, for for me, I've just come from the West Coast the night before. Right. That's 4 a.m. for me. So right. Right. That's that's a tough day every single time. So yeah, they bring us in, they give us a little bit of a presentation usually, and then they just turn you loose. You know, there's probably 30 to 40 outlets there. Mm-hmm. So it can be a bit of a mad dash. And some of the, you know, some of the sites, some of like the Star Wars sites and the Lego sites, I mean, they are, they take pictures of every single minifigure front and back. They want to show every angle of every ship right. or place that, right. and they just camp out in front of this right. stuff. Right. And it's hard to, you're saying it's, it's, it's difficult to get 
clean shots this stuff. It can be very, very difficult. Yeah. yeah. And then they usually they have one of the the Lego engineers there that you can talk to. Oh. Uh you know, in the past, like when they had Ninja Turtles last year and I think Guardians of the Galaxy, you couldn't shoot any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had Lego employees stationed there making sure no one is taking pictures of that. They're they're very strict. Wow. They do usually give you like some pastries and orange juice, which is nice. Uh, in the past, they have given a, <laughs> well, it's a nice. They got to keep you awake. That's true. <laughs> in the past, they have given out some pretty impressive goodie bags with exclusive figures that they never release anywhere else. Well, that was last year. Question. That used to be a big deal, and you'd always see it in the magazines and stuff. Like, <gasps> look at this, you know, Lucite, you know, variant or something in a bag. And you know, the one year, the the year that I went, it was um, what the hell was it? It was something. I don't know if I went to the NECA. Where did I? Where did I see you? Wasn't I having drinks with you and and Abby at the? Was that? Oh, was that Comic Con? That was Comic Con. Oh, was that Comic Con? That was Comic Con. Yeah. Was that Vietnam or was that World War II? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that was. I did see you right. at Toy Fair. Your one year. That was Comic Con, and yeah. Well, what the hell am I thinking of? Did I get a? Did I get a little goodie or something? At, at, you probably did. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, I went it's to pretty the, common. It was the Diamond Party. Okay. I think. Yep. Um, that year. And I got something. There was like mini mates or something. I don't know. But is that as as um, as big of a deal as it used to be? Are there, are there as many little exclusives that are given away to to people? There's not as many parties as there used to be. After about 2009, most of those kind of went away. Uh-huh. There used to be parties every single night, and a lot of them had exclusives. And you know, exclusive action figures. Uh, some places still do it. Oh. Uh, Mezco still does it. <laughs> They've got uh, one of their Breaking Bad figures, uh, uh, like a test shot of Gus. Uh-huh. Uh, they're giving away this year. Uh, but Lego, like, I mean, they gave away, they did like the prototype Boba Fett, like the white Boba Fett one year. Oh. Uh, there was like a really cool Darth Vader. They, the one year they did like a whole scene of like Yoda in Times Square. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, it was impressive. And they would sell for it. Huge, like eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. You must have a bunch of these. I mean, I, I kept. Mean, what I mean is yeah. not of that particular thing. I mean, throughout the years, you must have yes. a fair amount of exclusives. I do, yeah, and I've and all the Lego ones I still have. I've kept all of them. I know a lot of a lot of the other sites have sold theirs off, but I I collect Lego, so I still have. But if you stuff. wanted to, what do you what do you reckon you could you could you could get for your your bunch of Lego exclusives? Uh, ballpark, ballpark I, figure. I mean, for the three or four of them, I think I could probably get close to five thousand, maybe. Wow. Yeah. For three or four exclusives. Yeah. Wow. There, there was a set that was. Uh, there's the characters that are in Legoland, mm-hmm. you know, where the and uh, they gave you a set of those of Han and Chewie, and then a bag of parts and instructions on how to build Boba Fett. Like that was a really big one. People loved. Uh, people love that Yoda one in Times Square. He has like an "I Love New York" shirt on. Uh, so yeah, well, that was a deleted a of... scene from Empire, wasn't it? Where... <laughs> yes, that's right. Just... No, I think that that was to kick off. Uh, the, they were doing a new series of animated shorts called Yoda Chronicles, and that kind of celebrated that. Oh uh, yeah, I you know I just yeah. I literally just came across that, uh, like yeah. Cartoon Network. 
Oh, okay, yeah. But it's it's an older show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, one year, uh, it was it was the year of the the first Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle cartoon launching. Uh huh. Before those toys came out, they had a special like boxed edition of them that had better paint jobs and like all their weapons were fully painted and they each had a number on the back of their shell and they gave you one just sort of randomly. Uh, so you couldn't end up with all four, I guess, unless somehow you traded with people or swapped them out. But Abby and I were both there. So I got two different ones. I think I got Michelangelo and Leonardo of those, which are really cool. I'd love to find the other two, but they're pretty pricey. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I'm excited about it. Obviously because, you know, Biff Bang Pow is going to be there um, with the Entertainment Earth folks. And yes. lots of very, very cool stuff to um, – it's finally like sort of hearing the the shoe drop, you know, like like now I'm forgetting what I can talk about and what I, what I haven't – I mean – Well, okay, you can well, talk about the new DC comics. You can talk about the DC you – know, that, that press release just came out this past That's week. That's right. And, and Flash Gordon, obviously – and kiss yep. and kiss, um, but in the coming, you know, days there's going to be some big, um, well, as far as I'm concerned, some big announcements for Biff Bang Pow, some some titles um, that are going to be be thrown around. Um, so it's cool, and and you know all the, you know, conceptualizing and designing and, um, you know, uh, just the rolling of, rolling of the dice really, and hoping that. You know, this title that you love or this thing that you uh, you're hoping is going to work and you're kind of finally showing it to the world that it's going to pay off. And that I mean, to explain that, too, if you would like like I get it, but like maybe from your perspective, tell folks, you know, when you're seeing something at Toy Fair, not only does it not necessarily mean it's it's going to ever hit the shelves, but what the the lead time is, you know, you, you you're looking at stuff at the show and that stuff may not hit until Christmas, or it may not hit until the summer or the fall or whatever. Tell right. tell the, the the folks at home what that sort of means. And, and there's some stuff too that uh, some places will only show you behind closed doors that you can't talk about yet. Uh, like I found out about your three and three quarter inch uh, Venture Brothers guys a good almost a year before you guys released those things. It was one of those things where yep. you know that would make sense, yeah. Labwood sort of pulled me aside and said, hey, what do you think of these? Yeah. I'm like, well, that's fantastic. People will love that. But, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there, there, uh, there's whole books that can be written about stuff that doesn't, that is shown and, and never makes it. And stuff that it seems like people will like or want. I have to, you know? I have to say something. And, okay. And I'm going to be very delicate about this because, <laughs> because I've already made enough enemies. No, I'm going to be very delicate about this because um, I, it, what I'm finding, you know, being on the other side of the, of the curtain, and I, I don't know if this has to do with, the in, again, the Internet or like that instant sort of, hey, what do you think of this kind of thing? In the past month or so, I have been privy to some information, just, just, just a, a, a back-asswards way of doing things. And um, <laughs> again, without naming names, like like something recently sort of came to our attention that was literally uh, sort of like the let's say it was Venture Brothers. We've got a specific license 
for a specific category and these specific figures. You know, just again, I'm not trying to um, talk to, I mean, I, I'm trying to explain this in case anybody, you know, sort of doesn't get it or like, you know, is curious. You know, uh, depending on the title, you know, like for the DC thing, the license is incredibly specific because there are so many companies out there, but, you know, from Band-Aids to, you know, cotton balls to sneakers that want to do something with DC. When you've got something right. like, you know, Venture Brothers, it might be a little more broad. And, you know, depend, I mean, that, that's just an example. It doesn't mean that it happened. But you may be able to get in with that network or studio or whatever and say, hey, we want, we want, and again, I'm, I'm, this, I'm making this up. But, you know, you could say, we want articulated, non-articulated, posable, non-posable, color, black and white, you know, gray, unpainted, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, photorealistic from two inch to 24. You know, you make this broad spectrum of, of categories so you can cover everything. Then, you know, like again, with like something like DC, you realize that you've only got a couple of little categories that are left because everybody sort of, sort of got them. And something came to our attention just recently that we literally had to go, we did a double take, like, wait, wait a second. Don't we have that category? Oh no. And someone was, you know, presenting, they were they were literally presenting to the world, hey, check it out. Look what's coming out. When we have the categories and the right. license, and you know we're not in the business of you know ratting anybody out, but we we had to go to the source and go, is there confusion going on here? Because I thought we were you know doing, and then of course they hit the hit the hit the roof. Um, you know, when they, when they found out, but there's a bit of that going on and it's kind of unsettling to me. It's, 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 um, you know, we, we, you know, you've got to be so careful with this stuff, uh, as you know, with, you know, cause you're dealing with major corporations and a lot of money and liability and, you know, factories and things like that. And you got to go, you got to play by the rules. You got to, you got to go, you know, by the, by the book and everything. And I mean, the, the now, total ton the, of time the, and, and, and effort and money that is wasted on waiting for results or waiting for answers. I'd love to bypass so much of this and just go, put it out, forget it, don't talk to them, just get it out and, and you know, ask for permission later kind of thing. But there seems to be a bit of that going on, more than, than I've seen in the, in the you know, like 10 years we've been, I've been doing this. It seems to be more of that like just, just, just – Get it out there, and we'll deal with it later, kind of thing. Uh, right. And it's and there's a lot of you know what you're sort of describing. I always call license slicing, uh-huh. where it's like, well, you'll get this piece, and you get this little thing, and you know, there's it's almost indistinguishable. Like, oh, well, you can do these great cloth figures that are 12 inches, but you right. can do these are fully plastic 12 inch figures. Yes. Now, okay, so you're talking you're talking that. I'm also talking about. <sighs> I'm trying to be very delicate about how I'm how I'm describing this, but it's, it's now the the thing you're talking about yeah. did that happen last year at Toy Fair, or is that this year? This is or this com- is literally a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> okay, because I know there was an instance, and again, I'm not going to get into specifics because right. where you had a license and apparently someone else had a different piece, and then they started showing stuff that was almost the exact thing you had done. Oh, right, 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 right. It was that. Right. Yes. Business. Well, there's that, too. There's that. that oh, I just yeah. want to make sure that's not what you were talking about. No, 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 about. no. That's not what I'm talking about. But that, that's, that's okay. a whole other kettle of worms. But, yeah, that was, that was a real kick in the – yeah. That was yeah. – that was, that was, 
uh, <laughs> that was like I was like babe in the woods. That was such a shock to suddenly turn around and go, wait a second. We made, we made that already. Yeah, we did that. that was my idea. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody, you can, every, loads of people can have the same freaking idea. You know, you can't, as brilliant as I am. Can't but you sold a lot of those yes, already. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, and then there was something. It wasn't just your idea. You made them and sold them. <laughs> yeah. With, with their blessing, and then suddenly someone else has it. Yeah, and there were some things that I just kind of went, holy shit, we were going to, that was our next thing. Like, that was yeah. the next, and it's not beyond the realm of possibility because, you know, the life, boy, we are really getting <laughs> 50 shades of gray here. <laughs> with, <laughs> you know, um, being done. I know what you're going to say. Do you need me to say it? No, don't. You better not. Okay. Well, well I'm, not, I'm not. I'm just going to describe the situation, not yeah. say what it is. Right. Yes. Well, sure. I just, I, I sense you bristling a little bit, not wanting to be the one to bring it up. Sure. Well, now we're, it's funny because now we're talking about three different things. We're talking about the, the <laughs> madness of the slicing that you're talking about. There's, yes. There's the piggybacking that, that was, that was, you know, hurtful. And then there's the, the other thing that's really blowing my mind, which is it's not even it's see, this is the thing when if you're going to go to Toy Fair and you're going to look at the the uh, book of uh, Biff Bang Pow goodies, you know, for 2015 and everything yeah. you're going to look at in that in that book, every license that we that we have and every every concept again, so people understand doesn't necessarily mean a physical specimen, just a concept on a piece of paper. Everything you're going to look at has been approved by the people that we that hold the license, right? And that's us. Go, you know, we don't want to mess around. Like, we don't want to give false, imp you know, impressions. And like, th this is definitely, you know, we're okay to do this if you want it. But what's happening now is people are just, you know, certain uh, companies or people are coming up with concepts and just going, "What do you think?" And it's like, wait a second, you don't even have the license for that. You know, right. It's not just the category. You don't even have, you don't even have this product at all. And yeah. what was really scary was the, the 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 categories that we already had. And so this thing came uh, to our attention, and we were like, "Wait a second. So we immediately thought, "Did we make a mistake? Like, did they? Because this has happened in the past too, where you know, uh, you know, I mean, certain studios, networks, whatever. You know, sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is." is doing there's a lot of people people come and go and there's certainly been instances where we have put a lot of effort and time and you know six eight months down the road and suddenly they go oh wait a second sorry someone else has that you know, right. or whatever and that happens and that's you know um this is a great conversation because you've got the perspective that you have and the years that you've been doing it and you know again for the layman out there you know you know interested in this stuff it's like Always remember that the the lifetime of the license is is finite. You know, you you get it, you hit you have to hit the ground running because before you know it, the 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 license is up. Your three years yes. is up. As soon as the ink dries, the clock is ticking. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. we've we we put in time. I'm sure other companies do too, but we put in time before the the ink is even on the paper. Because we're going, boy, it's it's we're 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 eighty percent sure this is going to happen. 
let's get going right now. You know, that, I'll give you an example. That happened with the, with the BBC. You know, that took ages, you know, for Doctor Who to happen. But I thought in the meantime, you know, this, this is looking good. It's looking better. And then you finally, you know, uh, press the button and go, let's start designing now. You know, and, and you're, you're spending money on that and time and effort in hopes that it's all going to come, come through. And a lot of these documents, you know, are like phone books. You know, yeah. this isn't just a, you know, a piece of paper that you just sign and put a stamp on. This is a huge legal document that you have to go through. Anyway, it's, it's just... Uh, and, and, and again, like, I think you've brought this up before, but it, it's not just, okay, you can make, you know, uh, painted styrofoam peanuts that look like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. That's not just the... Con- it's, it can literally be, and you have to use this factory. Oh, I mean, oh. It, it, it gets so specific. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, um, and it could be a factor you've never dealt with before that now you have to establish relationships. With. Absolutely. And and, you know, <laughs> I mean, we we got into situations where the BBC was rejecting factories that Disney approved. You know what I'm saying? And what I, what I, I use that as an example, because Disney, if, if you want to uh, pick uh you know, uptight, that's the wrong word. I shouldn't have used that word, but you know what I mean? Like strict, like, really very strict. strict. Yeah. Strict specific. Yes. You go, well, I know Disney are, you know, crazy about that stuff. BBC was rejecting factories that they were saying yes to, you know, right. um, there's that to go. And that doesn't happen overnight. You know, the, the, the notion of, of an approved factory, you don't just go, well, here's where we want to do it. And like you tell them on Monday and by Wednesday they go, okay, you're good to go. That yeah, we'll slot you in. That could be months, and, yeah. and you're and you're you're in a holding pattern, you know. And um, you know, you remember that you probably remember. I mean, I, I think you knew about this, but our for our launch, the first four uh, eight-inch Doctor Who figures was was Comic Con that year. Oh yeah. And twenty-four hour. I mean, the stuff was on a truck heading down to San Diego, and the New York office came through and said, "Can't can't sell it." Not not approved yet, and we never got an explanation. And that's the thing too; they don't have to tell you why. They don't have to go. Right. Well, you know, specifically the card is, you know, it's it's too dark of a blue on the front or whatever. They don't have to tell you anything. They just go, no, you can't. It's not approved yet, and until it is, you can't sell it. And announcements have been made. Things have been posted on websites. Yeah. Banners have been printed. All those little check sheets that you have in line yep. that all has it on there. I mean, so much stuff is in place already. That suddenly the rug is ripped out from under you. It literally is like the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, two things spring to mind. And one is if I had known all this shit, I never would have gotten into this in the first place, you know, 10 years ago probably. <laughs> and, and two, it's like it's a miracle that shit ha- gets made. And, right. and it, and it ha- you know, one of the biggest risks and what we've always been very careful about is because we're not Hasbro and we're not Mattel is exactly what's happening right now with the uh, age of Ultron stuff. The stuff is starting to hit, you know, the movie comes out, what is it, April, May? When does it come out? I think it's May. Yeah. May. So the stuff is hitting, you know, the movie doesn't come out for like three months, but like, that's the, the buildup, but this stuff was planned ages ago. And, you know, for us to try to tie in with a current thing and go, you know, September, you know, 20th, this thing is going to hit. Our stuff has got to hit August, whatever. Like, that's a massive, massive gamble that it's all going to come together. Not just the approvals on every, you know, end, you know, on this end or whatever, 
but that the factory is going to come through and that the stuff is going to show up on time and it's going to get to whatever. So, you know, it's always safer for, for guys like us to go with stuff that's established, you know, for the Twilight Zones and the Flash Gordons and things like that, you know, to. to yeah, because, because for a lot of these, especially these big franchises and these big companies, I've been told by a lot of the people in, you know, that work for those companies, 40 percent of their sales come before the movie even opens. Yeah, that's right. For a lot of this merchandise. So it's critical to get it in there yep. uh, in time. And, and we see things like, you know, Star Wars Rebels was affected by that dock strike. Wasn't there supposed to be like 10 more characters that are out and they're, they're, yeah. they're missing or something? What, what's the story? It was it's that it was that dock strike in Long Beach. They're they're unloading things in order, and I, you know, I don't know for sure, but I su- suspect in order of who's paying the most oh, to yes. say, "Hey, go find my crap." Right. Well, there's uh, that too. Like you can have stuff sitting in customs for months. Yeah. You know, waiting for death, and like you say, you know, remember that 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 you're talking to these people in February or whatever, and they're going now. When do you think this is going to come out? And you go, well, it's, um, you know, July for sure. Well, I mean, we're pretty sure it's going to come out in July, you know, and they're counting on it. And the retailers are kind of you're counting on it. You know, it's 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 crazy that it that that it works the way that it, that it does. And it, and it comes together when it does. It's I still every time I get that that new piece in, you know, that new figure in my in my hand on, on the card package, you know, I open the, the case up, I still get that buzz. But it's still like this wave of like the curtain finally comes down and you go, oh, geez, we did it. You know, it happened, you know, from brain to paper to this, the amount of time that it takes, it's it's crazy. And just all the things that can go wrong. And then I remember, you know, actually the same that that toy that toy fair was 2007, I think it was. Uh, Do you remember a company called Product Enterprise? Yeah, yeah. Great company. And they were flying the flag for Doctor Who when nobody was. This yeah. is before it came back in 2005. They were doing, you know, radio. Yeah, like Doctor Who and Thunderbirds. That's right. right. All the yeah. Jerry Anderson stuff. And they were doing, yeah. oh, they did it. also did an amazing two different uh, issues of this. They did 12-inch figures of uh, John Steed and Emma Peel from the Avengers, the British te- right. television series. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And the second issue of those in different outfits had talking bases with, like, each one had like 25 lines from from the series of the, the actors. Um, they just made beautiful, beautiful stuff. And I got to, you know, talking to those guys over the course of a, a couple of days. And um, they gave me a couple of like a like a remote controlled uh, Davros that they made. They gave me that and, you know, shared horror stories. And then we sort of kept in touch, um, you know, over the, the you know, co- you know, a couple of years after uh, Toy Fair. And they had... <laughs> All this planning and all this stuff, they had an entire shipment, uh, a, a ship on the water caught fire. Oh, yeah. And like 75% of their product went up in, in smoke. Yep. And it was just, and it just, they, and one thing after another, and finally he just went, I can't do it anymore. I cannot fight the fight anymore. And it, he, he reached a critical mass <laughs> making this gorgeous sonic screwdriver uh prop replica from the classic series okay so so the tom baker era metal with a spring you know it didn't make noise or anything but it was you know before character options did all the stuff that they did 
beautiful thing. You know, it was an expensive piece. And they, because the show was about to come back, you remember that, that, that orange, like, ta- British taxi cab kind of logo when the Eccleston series came back? Yeah, yeah. They wanted that logo on the packaging. And he went mental. He was like, it's, it's not the same show. You can't put that logo. And, you know, they won. And that was it. He was just like, I can't do this anymore. And just they had bad luck after bad luck with, with all this stuff, especially uh, Doctor Who. You know, it's like they, they had it been a year or two later, I think they would have had more luck. But they were – nobody cared. Once the show came back, BBC treated it like it was Star Wars because it was such a huge hit. They, they got very, very uptight about it. But before that, nobody cared right. for 40 years. Um, anyway, there, it's, it's – it's, it's crazy to think of this stuff and uh, all the stuff that we're going to be, be sh- I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's going to be some very cool stuff. The DC announcement, we're very excited about um, some very cool stuff there. And I wish I could say more than that because there's other things happening that are going to be really cool. Do you know how many Flash Gordon, are, are they going to show the Flash Gordon figures? Yes. Do you know how many we will see? 72. What? That's a lot of figures. Yeah, yeah. and they're all variants of Mang. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so every scene he's in, there's a different... Every time he blinks, you'll be able to do a stop-motion version of the movie. Um, we're, there may be some made-up versions, like shirtless Ming. And... That's right, right. Uh, assless chaps Ming. Right. Um, we are... Go- well, gosh, off the top of my head, one, two, three, four... Six. I'm going to say seven or eight characters. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, and and I could not be more excited about these puppies because, uh, again, you heard it here first. It's that just like we tried to do with you know the the, the eight inch range of stuff that that we've done. Do you go completely retro, you know, and embrace that? Do you go ultra modern you know people um you know there's there's a there's a great thing going on right now with the reaction thing and uh, you know ever since that that uh set of alien figures you know the the prototypes that uh, finally happened and all that stuff um and you know people there's there's it's divisive people dig it people don't whatever but i think people sometimes forget that you know if you go back and look at a lot of those Mego sculpts, Mego didn't just do eight-inch figures. Go back and look at the sculpts for the Star Trek, the motion picture, you know, five points of articulation, uh, three and three-quarter inch action figures that Mego did. Like the McCoy and the, and the, and the, the, the Shatner are fantastic. You know, the McCoy, yeah. it's, you know, it's so, you know, and, and even the, like the Dirk Benedict and the, and the, and the Lauren Green from Battlestar Galactica. You know, not everything was the Luke Skywalker and the and the Han Solo that Kenner did. You know, a lot of companies back then got it got it pretty accurate. Um, so, and then sometimes you have Daisy Duke, and then sometimes you have Daisy Duke. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> no, it's it's um it's gonna be it's, they're very cool. They're, the 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 articu- there's more articulation than your standard uh, five points. Um, they're really fun. Uh, the, the, the packaging, I just, I couldn't be more excited about these things. This is, I'm trying to treat this like, you know, it's 1980 and we're the company that's going to get a, a full range of merchandise for this movie that's about to come out. 
So it's 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 going to be cool. Oh, and there may even be, well, certainly conceptually, there's going to be some prop replica stuff as well. Oh my! Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's very very cool. Very cool. Um, and other other you know other licenses that were that the world's going to find out about. That's right. Yeah. So very cool. So there's yeah that's that's half the show right there. <laughs> but I think that's I mean people that's informative because that's yes. a that's a big piece of toy fair that people don't always get to see and or hear about. Yeah, it's I think that um I don't think we've ever got a letter saying, "Hey, you're talking too much about behind the scenes toy stuff." Yes, I I agree. And I think it's good because I think that there are there is a percentage of folks out there that you know, we all get excited about this stuff, but um, you know, some some people kind of go, "Well, how come it that's that's B crap?" You know, they showed this stuff, and how come it's where is it? And it's like, well, of course, you, this is all at the end of the day. This is all about wanting to, you know, I want to make this stuff because I love it, and because I wanted it on my shelf when I was a kid. You know, whatever the reason is, but also I'm not doing it for my health. You know, I'm doing it because. I, I, you eventually you want to make a profit off, you know, you want it to work and everything. So, yes. you know, I'd love it if everything we, we showed came out. We're not, we're not keeping it from, from coming out. It just depends on the, the audience, you know? Absolutely. So that, and, and, and if all goes well, I will have a couple of exclusive pre toy fair announcements on AFI right before the show opens. Oh, very so. cool. So when should people, what, like Thursday people should be looking for this? I believe it's either going to be Thursday or Friday, yes. Nice. I think I think I'm going to get the information and then, uh, you know, I leave Friday, so I'm going to have it teed up and ready to post on Friday when I'm able to. Nice. I think, I think Friday's the day they said I could make it live, so. Excellent. Well, yeah. now that we've spent all the time talking about that, we're going to have to cherry pick some of the stuff that we, the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about. So, that's all right. Why don't you kick it off with what you what you want to talk about? Well, uh, should we talk about? I mean, like Ghostbusters female cast announced. That was kind of big news. Do you care? I really don't. And it's okay. nothing. It's nothing personal against any of them. I just don't care. I think we've been talking about this for so long, and it's got nothing to do with the Ghostbusters that I grew up with and love. Uh, you know, more power to him. Good luck with it. I just, I have no, I have no interest. And I'm going to say something in case she listens to the show. Okay. Melissa McCarthy. Yes. I think she's funny. And I think more than that, she's actually a, a gifted actor. Like she, there's there, you're going to see more depth to this woman in coming years. You know what I mean? I think she's going to pick more interesting stuff, but if she's not careful, She's going to be doing the same damn character in every movie she does. You know, every right. trailer, she's like falling off a bike or bumping into a tree or something, you know. And I, I can picture this Ghostbusters trailer already where she's, you know, falling out of a Ferris wheel. I mean, if if they are smart, there is a way to do this well. And, mm-hmm. you know, you all, it's almost sort of like a Star Trek not quite like a Star Trek reboot, but uh-huh. but it's it still maintains everything that went on before because they actually make mention in the original films of franchises. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. yeah, so so they are going to treat this as if it's are they are they 
treating it, you know, like it's a um, a brand new concept, or are they treating it as if these guys existed? Because I heard something that Paul Feig made a reference to something of being available for for Murray, like like some some the thing that Feig something to do with the the the, the Peck character that that would be bill murray if he's interested <laughs> oh interesting okay i heard that i immediately went oh well, that just sounds like a remake right you know if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that i i don't think we've heard enough about it outside of the cast but i think if they are smart they do that and then it doesn't have to be a relaunch you know that you can reference the other things it right. can be in a completely different city right yeah and yeah. you know you, you could even do it with a third cast somewhere else you know, and then you can have and people from the other um, ones crossover. It's Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Uh, uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen right? Wiig. Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> I don't think Ruth Buzzy's in it. Ruth Buzzy's not in it. No, I, I she thought would be she great. Was, no, and 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 then the other Phyllis, two ladies from Phyllis Saturday Night Live. Phyllis Diller. It's not Phyllis Diller. It's either. not Phyllis Diller. No. Is it Witchy Poo? Witchy Poo was Phyllis Diller, wasn't she? No, I'm somebody, Billy somebody. Or am I thinking Witchy Martha Poo? Ray? Maybe it was Martha Ray. Mar- yes. Is she still alive? Denture Ware and condom user. Yeah, remember she married that fella? He married her. He's a young, young, young homosexual man that married her for all of her money. Do you remember that? That, that does not happen in Hollywood ever. No, no. I'll never forget that press conference. Holy. So it's, it's, it's Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. Okay, the last two that you mentioned, I think I kind of know who they are, but I really don't. They are current cast members on Saturday Night Live. And I want to say something else that may be controversial. Okay. No, forget it. I'm not going to say it. I've said enough. Bear in mind that you are a license holder for Saturday Night Live. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. No, it wasn't about it wasn't about that. It was oh, okay. It was more about the Ghostbusters thing, but forget it. You know, I wish them all the best. I hope that it I hope that it works for them. Uh maybe I'll see it. I am not above if it if it's good, if I get if it if it looks interesting, okay. Let's talk about let's get this out of the way. Fantastic. Uh-oh. The Fantastic Four trailer. Yes. Uh let me preface this by saying very much like Batman Superman nothing that I've read or heard or seen about this has me remotely interested. Uh, I do not care. I don't care for the cast. I don't care for the idea. If it works, great, and I'll be the first one to go, hey, it actually was pretty good. Uh, And then having seen the trailer, it did nothing for me either way. Nothing. Do you remember that we had this conversation? Remember the Man of Steel uh, controversy? All along, I kept going, not interested, not interested, Nothing exciting, nothing interesting. And then there was that trailer. You remember that trailer that had the footage of Zod uh, on TV saying, "Yes, you, you are not alone. You are not alone. He's hidden among you." I've he said there was a line where he said something like, "I have I have traveled across a, a, an ocean of stars to get to you," or something. And there was another line in the trailer, I think, where the woman, the female bad lady, said, "For every one you save." You know, we'll kill a thousand or something. Yeah. And I went, ooh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now I'm interested. You know, it didn't pay off. But so so when you see this Fantastic Four trailer, do you care? Are you interested? Uh, you know, I've read a lot of the same things you have. 
uh, and heard a lot of the same things. Yes. And then I saw the trailer and I went, okay, well, I'm, you know, it, it's very ultimate Fantastic Four. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Uh, but the trailer made me go, oh, okay, that's all right. I'll at least give it a shot. I, I'm willing. But then uh, I heard something from another friend that has some inside sources, and I went, oh, well, maybe not. Well, here, here's my thing, and I don't think this is like such an obvious thing that you kind of want to go, they must know what they're doing because it's so obvious. But then you go, no, maybe they freaking don't. Because I remember Topher – I'm not in love with the character of Venom. You know, but I remember Topher Grace being Eddie Brock. Right. And you just went, now, wait a second. Whatever you think of the character or whatever you care about Venom, whatever, I know what this character is supposed to look like physically imposing what he's supposed to you know, look like. Jamie Bell is supposed to be Ben Grimm. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, even even if it was a guy half the size of Michael Chiklis, it still wouldn't be right. It still doesn't doesn't make a lot of a lot of sense. Right. Um, I have to. Pa- Can you pause me? I'm sorry. Little Bowie's by the door and he's crying. Can you just hold? Well, I'll I'll just keep talking. You go yeah, you do keep, what you need. Tell to. the folks what's going on. All right. So uh, yeah, Fantastic Four trailer came out and uh, I it, I think it kind of split the population just from what I read. I, I saw quite a few people saying, "Hey, that's great." Uh, that that now you've got me interested finally, and then the other half of the internet went still not interested. Kind of like what Jason said, you you have not done anything to make me uh, want to spend my hard-earned money and go sit in the theater and watch Fantastic Four. And and the other thing, you know, we've we've seen this before, specifically from Fox, where in order to keep the license, they had to make a movie quickly and it, and it was scrambling to come together. The first one was X-Men first class. And in that instance, I feel like that paid off and that was a good movie. And the, the quicker, the better, uh, fantastic four. I'm not so sure that that's going to work for them. Now that's, um, interesting to, to, to say to the folks, because you though. So, so first class would be the one that you would point to and go, that's the X-Men that worked for me. Uh, I like First Class and I like Days of Future Past, yeah. Oh, you did like the new one. Okay, that's right. We talked about yeah, yeah. that. But, you, but you're kind of lukewarm on the, the rest of them. Yeah, I think of the previous three, you know, two was, you know, it was all right. But the first, the first one and the third one I was not so happy with. Right. Um, now, okay, so so you're you're and Wolverine, the the first Wolverine Origins. Holy shit! <laughs> that okay? That was that the, is also my review. You know, I will. I'll because I remember the scene. There's a scene where he and it just you just go what how what he oh don't get me started on all that stuff. But there's a scene <laughs> where he he pops his claws in front of the mirror. And it yes. it looks like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like it looks like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of animation on his hands. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to say this. I have to bring this up. Um, getting a lot of screeners lately. Okay. Um, some I'm kind of like because because of Oscar time. Yes. Some I'm kind of like, oh, I can't wait to see that. I'm interested. Some that just like. The theory of everything, you just go, I, I know what that's going to be. I don't, I don't care. You know, right. I'm sure it's a decent film, but 
You know what I mean? Um, I had to see this American sniper thing. Oh yeah. Only because like, uh, you know, the, 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 the controversy about the, the real person and the fabrications and the Jesse Ventura stuff and all that stuff without going you say to say the real person and the fabrications, you're talking about the baby, right? The what? The baby? What do you, what, ba- what about, what, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so you're not, so that, that was the, the big thing when the movie came out, when he's holding the yes, baby, yes. it's so clearly a doll yes! as to not be believed. Yes. Wait, I've never heard this before. Wait, this, oh my gosh. And at one point he's moving it with his finger. He's fingers. moving it with his hand. We're yeah. watching it, and I just go, I, I half jokingly, I went, well, that's a fake baby. And then two more seconds later, we go, wait, 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 it is a fake baby. And then we're like, no, 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 it can't be. And you're watching it, and it's this. In, that is indicative of the entire film. The entire film, every scene feels like a rehearsal. <laughs> it's like the first take, and they went, okay, we're good, moving on, let's go. Outside of Cooper and what's-her-face, like – there's not a, a recognizable face in this thing practically, and they're all almost like non-actors. And the, my head nearly exploded with this baby. So this is a thing. Like this is out. Oh yeah. Oh, you're kidding. there's there's memes. There are. You're shitting me. You know, oh no, it's huge. I did not know this. I. Not oh yeah, that that's the big thing. They're making fun of it on Saturday Night Live. I mean, it's it's a. It's no secret that the baby is quite fake. I don't understand. Okay, this will go right back to Wolverine Origins. I do not understand. This is, this is, there, you know, uh, the George Lucas syndrome, I almost kind of get, where you're surrounded by these people that just go, yeah, George, whatever, it sounds great, it'll be funny, whatever you say. I kind of even get that. Wolverine Origins, you're, you're, you're making a distinction. You're, you're making a direct connection to certain things that have come before mainly Danny Houston playing Stryker, which is the Brian Cox character in X-Men 2. In X-Men 2, he's got a southern accent. He's a younger version of the same character in Origins with no accent. Now, am I being uptight? No, I'm not, because not one person goes, "Um, hey, is it the same character as the older version in the second? Yeah, it is. Well, you probably want to do a... You probably want to go with an accent. Don't you want to do a, a southern accent if it's the same man that is older with the accent? You know what I'm saying? Nobody says this. This baby thing is the most – I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I, I do not know where to begin with this thing. Do you remember? Well, but, but I mean, to be fair, this was a first-time director. <laughs> uh, That's right. You're right. Oh, wait. You're right. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> it's Clint Eastwood. Poor sucker will never work again. It's, it's, do you remember – was it start? Was it episode three? There's a bit in episode three where like Obi Wan holds the twins, right. and they're completely digital. Yeah, and they couldn't look more ridiculous. If this thing puts that to shame, yeah, you just you. It feels like they meant to keep it sort of out of the shot, out of frame. And you just maybe see the little hat, but no, it's he's wow, it. he's holding it center yeah. of the of the of the frame. He's hold and he's he's rocking back and forth and and you know bouncing it as if he's holding a a baby. And then at one point, <laughs> this is when we just lost it. He kind of takes his his two of his you know fingers is like his his um, index finger and middle finger on whichever hand he's holding, and he kind of fiddles with the arm to yes. make it. See- 
seemed like it's moving. Yeah, I could I could not. And what's worse, it looks like a freaking baby doll from the dollar store. No, absolutely. It's I I could I I could not believe it. It was it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's not like you know Ed Wood made this thing, <laughs> right. you know. But on the other hand, this thing has made eight billion dollars already. This movie. That's true. I I, I anyway that was on that. I want to say one other thing because we've seen watched loads of stuff. There was a we talked about what was the series the the David Tennant. Um, oh, Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Yeah. Man, there is another series that we started to watch, and it was just one of those that was like, oh my god, we got to finish this thing now, and we just zipped through it. It's called Happy Valley. Okay. Have you seen this or heard of this? No, I haven't. Uh, takes place in Yorkshire. This, the, the lead is like a 47-year-old uh, w- woman who's like the – she's almost like the sheriff of the town. Ten- it's, it's, like, it's like the Old West. This, this area is so, is so bad and so corrupt. This show is so freaking intense, and it's so, it's so good. It's so well-acted, and everybody's so good in it. The one face you probably recognize, um, the actress that plays her sister, her younger sister – did you ever watch any of Downton Abbey? No, I watched all of Downton okay, Abbey. Okay, yeah. so the, the the nasty woman with the black hair in the in the kitchen, you know, she's always scheming. Yeah, she's in it. Okay, she plays the younger sister. And she's fantastic, but I cannot recommend this series uh, enough. It is so well done, and I think it's a Netflix original. Oh, okay. So it's it's, it's a Netflix uh, instant thing. Um, also, saw watched a movie called John Wick. Yep, the, Keanu, the Reeves. Keanu Reeves. See yeah. this? No, I haven't yet. It is completely and utterly mental. In a good way? It, I, I, can't, I was with it for a long time, and then I suddenly went, oh my God, this must be what a first-person shooter uh, experience is like. He's, he's, you know, I'm not giving anything away here, but he's like walking into a room... You know, he's not just aiming the gun at the guy's head from 10 feet away. He's grabbing the guy by the shirt and putting the gun up to his forehead. He must, by the, by the midpoint of this film, he's killed about 87 people. Wow. It's, it's, and it just... I think, I think they have greenlit a sequel to it already. It is completely mental. I don't know what to think about it. But it, it, it's one of the single most violent films I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's crazy violent. Um, yeah. Um, we should talk about Rush. This is a big deal, right? Uh, it, it could be. Right? I mean, you're a big Rush fan, aren't you? Uh, not, not as, as big as you. Oh, I'm not. Well, you went and saw them. I did. I did. But that's because of my, my, my pal, uh, Bob Lundgren, who was a fanatical Rush fan. And I've always wanted to see them very much like, uh, like Springsteen. I'm not, a, nothing against him. Uh, don't have any of his music. I got nothing against him at all. I'd love to see him live before I die to have the experience. Uh, it was an amazing show. They rushed were just amazing uh, live live experience. Um, so they have a new record coming out, or is it like an anniversary tour or something? Uh, it's, a, it's a big tour they just announced. Yeah, they're going on another tour. God bless them. I know. There's there's not a lot of those those bands left that can that can do you know big tours. Like like you know, ACDC are gonna hang it up, you know. That's yeah. Well, they, didn't they perform tonight on the Grammys? They did. I, didn't they open the show? I or something? did not see it, but they did. Uh, I think Jeff Lynne did too. I think he did Evil oh. Woman or something. 
Um, so there's that. Uh, and Weird Al, he just announced his tour at the same time. Oh, God bless him, Weird Al. So he's going out and doing uh, the Mandatory Fun Tour. Has There's no L.A. dates yet, so I, don't I, haven't, know, picked up, I haven't picked up your ticket. I don't know so. which act the nerds are going to be more excited about, Rush or Weird Al. I, I don't know why you have to pick. <laughs> you don't. Well, if you're on a budget, you might have to. But uh, maybe but so. it's it's interesting that that got announced as well because, you know, Rush. <laughs> and I've and I've I can say this safely, uh, because of my my pal Bob Lundgren, who's a huge fan of Rush, and I said this before. It's it's a it's a very male audience. It's a very specific audience, and. <laughs> You know, it's they're they're you know slightly you know the 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 bookworm uh, crowd slightly, you know, right? They're they're how do I say this delicately? You know, they're they're an intelligent fan base, but you know, didn't always get picked to the prom, right? Yes, that makes sense. It does. Um, Daredevil trailer. Yeah, did you watch yeah, that? Yeah, I'm I'm down. And I know a lot of people are upset, you know, they're they're equating the costume to be, you know, the, the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh, right, yeah. You know, back Rex in the Smith? 80s. Yes. Nothing can erase the performance of Rex Smith from my brain, okay? But I, I, don't, I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I, I know for a fact that he gets a different costume. Oh, in, in hey, look, as long as it's cool, I mean, I don't, you know, listen. He's blind, okay? We're, we're, we're lucky he doesn't walk around looking like, uh, you know, Colin Baker's doctor. That's right, yes. So, But we get, we get to see a little kingpin in there, just, you know, a little glimpse. Yeah. No, and, you know, the tone feels great, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. And something I, that didn't get a lot of press that, that I saw is in the Jessica Jones Netflix series. David Tennant's going to be in that. I did hear that. Like playing one of the kind of villainy guys. Yeah, that's cool. Because he was, wasn't he, right after he left uh, Doctor Who, there was a, a series that, either a pilot, or I thought it was going to be a series right away, that was he was like a lawyer with multiple yep. personalities or something. Yep, that didn't, did not get picked up. So that was a pilot. Yeah. And it, did it ever air or anything, or... I don't think so. I think it is out there if you want to find it. I think I watched part of it online once. It was it was literally called something like, you know, Daniel Pickett is your lawyer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bob's a lawyer or something. Yeah. Bob's a lawyer. Uh, you must be excited about um, Better Call Saul. That's tonight, yeah. Right? Oh, Walking Dead. Crap. Walking Dead is back tonight, too, yes. I've got to make sure that's recording. Yeah. That, that is one of the few shows in my lifetime that I approach with trepidation every single episode. It's just, it's nice that we're recording right now. That keeps me off the internet for all those East coast spoiler punks. Yeah. Punks. It's don't, don't you find, don't you have a tough time watching that sometimes? No, you don't, you don't sit there and go, I wonder if Rick is going to get it. You know, I wonder if, if Daryl, you cause you know, that's, you know, they're, they're, they're playing with the Daryl thing. The last oh, episode, sure. was it the last episode that aired or the, or the second to last? Do you remember that? Where like, it was so yep. intense where like you thought yep. every five seconds you thought Daryl was going to get it. Yeah. They're really playing with that. You know? yeah. uh, and, and I saw a quote from Andrew Lincoln that said this, the second half of this season 
is radically different than anything we've ever done. So I don't know what that mm. means yet. Okay. But I'm I'm curious Somebody, to see. Someone there was an article or a headline or something that said, "Are we ever going to see it snow?" Oh yeah. Well, I thought that was interesting. Never occurred to me yeah. that we don't. But 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 would we? I mean, do where 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 are they? I They're in Georgia still. So yeah, you yeah. would. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't snow a lot there, but it certainly it it did this past year. Yeah, shut yeah. down a bunch of stuff from snowing so much. Yeah, there were some intense, intense moments. That 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 bit in the the thing in the church, and the thing before the thing in the church, the end of that episode. Yep. yep. With um, you know, by the you know you know, the guy that was infected basically, and what they were talking about. I Bob? nearly fell over. You don't know okay. I do. Oh man. I still get nightmares from that. It's, yeah. That is a nightmarish scenario. <laughs> um, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron stuff is hitting. Oh, have you seen the play suits? The play suits? <laughs> I'm just going to say this. <laughs> there are, you know, you know, like the little dress-up outfits, like the Captain America outfit. There's an Ultron outfit that's out. I've not seen an Ultron outfit. There is no. an Ultron outfit, but better, better than that. There's a Hulkbuster kid's outfit. Okay. I'm telling the world now, go and look for this thing. The packaging, the photograph of the kid on the pack, it looks like um, <laughs> like some, like a hydrocephalic child, like the head is too big for the body kind of thing. Okay. This Hulk, it's like a, he looks like a lollipop. Like this Hulkbuster mask is just this big round thing on this little kid's shoulders. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Um, but it's one of, the, one of the play suits. I just can't imagine the kid that goes to the store and goes, I want to be Ultron. Yeah. Pick, pick, that's the one I want. I feel like the Ultron costumes are going to be sitting on the shelves for a while. Maybe he's a big fan of the Blacklist and just wants to. The kids love the Blacklist. <laughs> they do. They really do. They can't. Are you are you caught up on that? Of thing? red. Um, we've got some. Are you still watching? We've it? got some sort of piled up. Oh man, these last two that have Ron Perlman in them. Yeah, he's maybe scary. maybe some of the best episodes. Speaking, watching those two go know, up against each other. Uh, speaking of, I'm gonna, I'll plug this. Um, the slap. You got You got to watch this show. Really? Yes, I'm telling you because we watched the entire Australian series. Okay. Which is because the the gist of it is, you know, uh, this kid gets you know slapped at a gathering. It's a like a family thing, yeah. Family, thing. Sla- family guy slaps another guy. Ex- it's right. It's not wouldn't be right if it was his own kid, but it's not even his kid, and he slaps it. But it sets off a chain of events, and you know the, these these interactions. The 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 first episode is great. The Australian series is really good. Um, but Melissa George is in it. She's playing the same character from. The original series, but the cast is like a movie cast. Everything it in is. this thing, uh, Zachary Quinto and Peter Sarsgaard and Uma Thurman and Tandy Newton. It's got it's and Brian Cox is in it too. My old pal Brian Cox, but Zachary Quinto is great because he is playing such a douchebag, and um, it just shows you this guy. He's got a lot of. I think he's got more range than than um, maybe we've seen so far. Uh, and he's great in it, so uh, I recommend it. Let's see how it, where it goes. I wonder if it's right. the original, but it's an interesting. I think it's the kind of thing that people are going to be talking about because of the controversial nature of the, you know, what kicks it off, sort of. 
Okay. I mean, who hasn't slapped a kid? Come on. <laughs> right. Right. Didn't do me any. Um, right. Yeah. Didn't didn't build a show around you. Didn't do me any harm. I, I, you know, besides some blurred vision and slurred speech. Right. Didn't do me any harm getting smacked around. Um, let's see. Super Bowl happened. Blah blah blah. Um, okay, that's that's all I got. We should probably we should probably wrap it up before we give too much away. All right, then we'll do that. All right, so uh, we'll close up the old mailbag. We'll probably chat or email before the the big event, but uh, in case we don't, safe travels. Thank and, you. And uh, you know, uh, sending all good vibes to the East Coast for good weather. Yes, please. In and out of there. Do your do your job and get the hell out of there, and you know, get the information to the masses. And we'll be, yeah, check us out on actionfigureinsider.com. You can find us, you know, we're on the Facebooks, we're on the Twitters, we're on the Instagrams, we're on the Tumblers. Oh, we got it all. One more thing, speaking of toys, that I, that I really want to mention. Um, uh, our, our pal Brian Heiler. Are uh, you sneezing? No, those are the, those are the kids. That's Henry oh, and both doing a, a duet. Um, uh, Brian Heiler and uh, Odeon Toys. Uh, he's, he's been doing some great stuff with eight inch, uh, Mego style figures and boy, it's really happening now. He is, he said it himself, like it used to be just a lark and now it's really happening. It's a toy company. He's got the license for, um, Captain Canuck, the, uh, Canadian superhero. It's coming up on the 40th anniversary of this fella. And there's, I think there's an animated online, uh, series (laughs) happening as well. Guys, quiet. And um, it's uh, it's it's a great great looking figure, uh, Mego esque figure. You can get it right now on PlaidStallions.com. I think it's twenty five bones. Um, that's U.S. Um, and um, on that note, they've announced uh, Mego Meet. Um, it's June sixth in Skokie, Illinois. That's right. They moved it from West Virginia to Illinois. Yeah, June sixth. Um, but it's really it's really you know. It gets bigger and bigger every year, and um, this year they're going to have – well, you know this fella, um, Art Balthazar, the guy that did – We might have heard of him around here. Tiny Titans. He's going to be yes. there. Uh, uh, podcast listener and podcaster himself. Right. And, uh, and, and Mark Wade, uh, old colleague of, of Alex Ross's. Uh, yep. come. He's going to be there. And um, Super nice fella. And Ruth Buzzy. No, Ruth Buzzy. And they, they, there's an exclusive for that show as well. They do that every single year. And this year it is the Amalgam Comics uh, Super Soldier, which is the mashup of Superman and Captain America. Did, speaking of, did you ever get the – remember the one that a couple years ago that, from uh, Heroes World, uh, Snyderman? Did you ever get one? I haven't yet. What no. are you waiting for? Are you crazy? Where, where am I going to get it? It's got to be out there somewhere. You, you, you're – you are you're the vo- the voice and face and and fingers of AFI. If right. You can't get it. Who can? Hey, what? Speaking of, what's the update on this Agent Eighty Eight thing? Is, oh, I don't does know. it happen? I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna track him down at Toy Fair. Yes. Then sweat it out. That's make a him, great. Make him answer in person. There you go. There's a great cliffhanger for this episode. That's right. Yes. We'll see what happens. Cut. All right. Cut to news footage of Daniel Pickett on the sidewalk. Assaulted. (laughs) All right, safe travels and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, on the flip side. Catch you soon. Shiny. Let's be bad guys.
secrets of nature's deepest mysteries.